Welcome to Thinking Into Success. I'm Dr. J.A. Jones, your spiritual coach, encourager, and friend. I'm here to help you find spiritual solutions to real problems. Each week, we deliver solutions to issues you're facing in life or someone you care about. Let's get started. Good day, good afternoon, good night, good evening. I'm glad you're here. This is J.A. Jones. I'm here to help you to find a spiritual solution to your or somebody you care about real problem. Today, it's about rethinking your life. I like to say that one more time. Rethinking your life. Why am I saying that? Because you need to rethink your life. You can change your mind. I remember back in the day when I used to tie my tennis shoes, when the strings just didn't look even and it was crooked. I said to myself, I need to tie this over again. Well, I need to redo this. I remember also getting dressed, putting on a suit, just before that, tying a tie. And many times the tie Back in the day, you know, when I was inexperienced, immature, didn't know what I was doing. It looked too short, too long, or just crooked. So I told myself I need to tie it over again based on how it looked on me. I know someone is taking a college class at the moment, Economics 101. That particular professor put it in her syllabus that they can get extra credit. They can also retake their weekly or bi-weekly test if they choose to, if they don't like the score that they received the first time. So this person is taking advantage of the opportunity to redo their test. Have you ever been there in one of these examples? I have. Most of us can relate to that. Retesting, redoing something more than once until we get it the way we want it. There's an old proverb that says, as a man thinks, so is he. I love that proverb. It's biblical, it's scriptural, and it will help you to rethink your life. Or at times, as we look in the past and we look in the future, where we are today in the present, we may say to ourselves, there's some things I don't want to do over, but then there's some things I need to do over because you have a second chance to get it right or to make it better or to put your life in a trajectory that would take you to better results, spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, or whatever way. But today it's about helping you to rethink your life. Now the word rethink means to renuminate, ponder, reason. Again, about something such as a course of action. That could be a policy, especially in order to make changes to it. Basically, you're going to reconsider 
what's been done. There are several things that you and I need to rethink in order to get the results we may want in life. I'm pretty sure you can agree with me. If you can, just shake your head yes. Come on, nod your head. You can do it. It's an interactive time where you and I interact. Don't, hang, don't leave me hanging now. Do not leave me hanging. I am here for you, and I hope you are here to listen to some of the things that I will share with you today about how to rethink your life. Let's talk about it. I'm only going to talk about one of the things today. It's based on time, okay? One of the things would be this. We need to rethink how we sow. You need to think or rethink how you sow. Whatever you plant is what you're going to harvest. If you plant in the soil of the selfish nature or sin, you're going to harvest just that. What will that harvest look like? Division, dissension, destruction, all of those negative things. If you plant or if you sow in the flesh or selfishly, if you sow in such a way and you know that it's all about you and not about helping others, because what you sow, you're going to reap a harvest. See, when you plant in the soil of your spiritual nature and act on the word of God, you'll harvest abundant life. That is so true. I can tell you that firsthand experience. Now, we tend to do life our way. That's just a selfish way or what we are accustomed to instead of God's way, his way. Because there's some sins that if you think about it, that has been passed down from previous generation to your generation. It can go from one generation to the next generation, but also it can impact future generations way down the road, 50 years, 60 years, 100 years down the road. That means it may impact your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. An example would be something like this. When you are angry and you lose your temper on a regular basis and you become angry with your children a lot, I'm talking about a lot, and you set them up to do the same thing with their children, especially if the child emotionalizes the moment. They really are afraid or they really have experienced a temper from their parents or they get cursed out a lot. They get put down verbally. They are belittled by an authority figure. Now, these are some acts. I believe they're sin because you got to treat God's people right. You got to treat God's children right. You have to treat each other how you want to be treated. Now, sometimes people treat people a certain way because that is how they were treated. That doesn't mean it's right. That doesn't mean possibly it's wrong. But to them, that's how they were treated. And the only thing that they can pass down is the same attitude, 
It's the same way. Okay. But these things could be perpetuated in families for generations to come. It will impact a life relationally, spiritually, financially, emotionally, socially. It will impact individuals. We must now understand that it can be devastating. But there's always hope because your brain can actually be changed by a certain behavior based on repetition for better or for worse. Things that are repeated over and over again. Back in the day, it was thought that the brain was concrete. That means it could not change. You know, when you reach your teenage years, it says the brain is set. When you get 20 and 21 and 22, it's never going to change again. But science understands that the brain is plastic. It can change. It can continue to be shaped during your life. To me, that is good news. That means you don't have to stay the way you are. You don't have to stay where you are in the state neurologically because science has figured it out, but God has already worked it out. That's a great thing to know and understand. So if your brain has been impacted adversely as a child and negatively shaped toward, for example, depression, anger, addiction, or fear, or any of the other ones, it can change and it can go from all of those other things to hope, a cool head, freedom, and faith in God. This means you will get better and better and get to a best place in life. To me, that's good news. That's why you must rethink your life because generations will be impacted. Get rid of the anger and find a place called a cool head or a calm head, a calm mind. You can get rid of depression and you can find yourself in a place of hope and things will turn around. Addictions, it's just a bump in the road if you apply the right solution to that situation. Yes, you can overcome addiction. You can overcome fear and walk in faith. The key is to choose to change the way you think. I just want to say that one more time. The key, I'm talking about the real key, is to choose to change the way you think. Now, not trying to change the way someone else thinks. That's what we try to do as human beings. We don't have a problem. They got the problem. <laughs> I don't know about that, but we all got problems. Okay? So the key is to choose to change. Say choose to change. Come on. Please say it with me. I need to hear you. Choose. I choose to change. Say that one more time. I choose to change. I'm going to pause just for a second so I can hear your response. Okay, I heard it. I heard it. Thank you for participating. Now, when you read and meditate 
on what's good, just, lovely, a good report, or things that are godly, things that are positively, are very positive, it will begin to shift your mind towards thinking better. It is real and it will happen. In order to get to that place, you got to know what it means to meditate and meditate effectively. You have to understand how to meditate, but in order to be effective in meditation, you have to know how to concentrate. People meditate all day long, but they don't even remember what they meditated on because they get into a place, they read something, they close their eyes, and they are probably no better. You got to know how to let your mind go, but you must also know what to engage your mind with. Let me say that one more time. You have to know how to let your mind go. Don't hold on to things, in other words. But then you have to know what to engage your mind with the right information. Produce a certain elevation in your life. The right information will produce a certain elevation. Wrong information will cause you to go down instead of go up. So you got to know how to concentrate in order to be effective when you meditate. An example would be just like this. Listen well. Just look at an object on a wall or a picture just for three minutes without looking away or allowing your mind to drift somewhere else into space, for example. Just look at it. Have you ever tried that? Most people can't do it for 10 seconds without thinking about other things because we're so busy in our society. We have been conditioned to just be moving and moving and moving. And when we sit down, we fall out. We got to know how to slow down, slow your roll, slow your day, and get to a place where you can concentrate. For another example is this. For example, if you're looking at a picture or if you're looking at an object on a wall, just stare at it. Just kind of put your eyes and focus and see how hard that is or how easy that can be. What about having a conversation with your spouse, your husband, your wife, a friend, or someone at work? And you're talking to them, but you got to know how to listen. And as you're listening, we'll say two or three minutes, you're listening. And after two or three minutes, can you repeat back what they said and give your input? Or do you always got to interrupt before they're finished? You don't know how to concentrate because you think you're going to lose your thought. You think you're going to forget what was just said or the thought that came to your head. But the problem is this, we have to learn how to concentrate, how to focus, how to dial in to a certain person or some information that will help us to get to a better place. I guarantee you, if you follow these little things that I just said, you're gonna have a better outcome when you meditate on the word of God. You meditate on an assignment. You meditate or you're looking at some information and you're trying to memorize something or you're in a classroom or you're at work. You're reading a standard office policy and you're trying to remember everything you just read or you got to study for an exam and you don't know how to concentrate on what you're studying because your mind has a tendency to drift. 
easily. But if you learn how to concentrate, you'll be better at what you meditate on. I guarantee you, if you follow that simple thing, it will change your life. Your outcome will be amazing. When you choose to change your mind, this is what I'm talking about. When you choose to make a change, when you choose it, that means you have a change of heart about something. Some people may call that from a biblical standpoint, repentance or to repent about a sin or to repent about something, a mistake or something that was said intentionally. Now, once you get that attitude of repentance, because this is what has been passed down, people from previous generations have not repented over certain things. So now the next generation got to deal with it. Now, that doesn't mean they're not able to deal with it or they cannot deal with it. In other words, if I don't deal with some issues, my children may have to deal with that as well. And if they don't deal with something, their children may have to deal with it as well. I'm talking about anger, for example. If I don't control my anger, it may get on them and they're going to take it to another level. They're going to go from anger to wrath. It's going to be even stronger. If I curse them out, they're going to learn different curse words as they grow up, and it's going to be at a different dialect and a different level of cursing. They, yeah, I may have cursed in front of them at home and curse them out at home, but then they're going to be cursing in the street, in the store, at the store. They're going to be cursing in the church. Do you know people curse in the church? But that's a whole nother conversation. They're going to take it to another level then their children are going to take it to another level. It's almost like a pass down, almost like passing a bad baton to the next runner. You want to pass a good baton. You want to pass the truth. You want to pass something of a legacy that will last, that would be a blessing, not a curse. Because I do believe in generational things where it could be a blessing and it can be a curse. So when you change how you think, you change how you feel. Think about it. You think, you feel. So when you change what you feel, you're going to change what you say. When you change what you say, you're going to change what you do. Because then you can change your character. Because what you do over a period of time becomes a habit. Someone says it takes 21 days or it could take 42 days. It could take 63 days to develop and break a habit or vice versa. Either way, it takes a period of time to create a habit. But once that habit is set, it's tough to change. But here, I'm here to let you know today, it can change. <laughs> All habits can change, but you have to choose to change. And once you choose to change, it's a process. It is a process. I am trying to calm down. Okay, I'm calm. I have to take a deep breath. Inhale, exhale. I'm getting excited about the topic matter, about rethinking your life. Your life is important, not just to yourself, but people that care about you, people that love you. You can rethink your life. So once you change what you do, 
you can change your character. Your character is who you are from the inside out. The, your character is displayed when people look at you or when they don't look at you. Your character can be put on trial. Your character will be tested. So what you made of when the test hits your front door or when you're in life and life happens to you, someone stumps your foot or they step on your toe, for example, or they bump into you, you, you don't try to curse them out. Don't try to look at them crazy because what's in you will come out of you. They could have made a mistake. Everybody's not intentionally trying to step on your big toe. Okay, it could be a few folks out there. <laughs> it could be. But either way, I want you to understand this. That once your character is where it is, it takes you to your destiny. And your destiny can be at a worse place or a better place. What place do you want to be in today? Because the, the thought today is rethink your life. Focus on self. Don't be selfish. Focus on being selfless. And I guarantee you, your family tree will be a beautiful picture of a blessed fruit and strength because you are rethinking your life God's way and not your way. I hope you have a wonderful day because this is the day that God has made for you to hear this message, think about it, and it will change your life. I'll see you the next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Thinking Into Success. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, click the like and follow button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. I look forward to you being with us on the next episode. Until next time.